Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. Senator Ron Johnson, he's putting together a consortium for the next couple of days, meetings with experts on the efficacy of the COVID vaccines, on also what the adverse effects are, also what we do know, what we did know, what we should have known, who lied to us, who told us the truth. Going to get to all of that. We'll talk about that. Plus, he, t- he says that they are no longer even giving notices to appear to people who are illegally coming across the border in this country. I'm not sure what the Biden administration is trying to do with all that, but we'll talk about that, that uh, with him as well and a whole lot more. Plus, it's a Monday, so it's Cray News with Kay on a Monday, and uh, glad to have you along for the ride. Let's go. Uh-huh. The Motown money is what it is. Carrie's in the house. Chocolate Voice, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? You are all right. I appreciate that. Sam making it happen. Polo's in the house as well. I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags. Somebody asked me if I was doing okay. Yeah, about, about 90%, I'd say. Not 100 yet, but about 90. And uh, feeling pretty good. We had Locally, we had uh, Friday. I was not on the national show. Carrie and I did the Elf Louise Radiothon here locally in San Antonio, surrounding areas. Almost uh, 300,000 raised in, on uh, Friday and Saturday. The entire team here in San Antonio, the surrounding areas. Again, it's a charity that, that helps to give uh, Christmas to kids that otherwise wouldn't have one. And uh, always proud to take part in that. Glad to be back on the national, uh, the national stick, as they say, the national transmitter. Okay, are you paying any attention to the Twitter files? The Twitter files. Uh, some of it, yeah. I mean, I know that you're not a big social media person, and I, mm-hmm. I you know, make fun of you sometimes about that. But it's, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't, I completely understand it, to be honest. Because it makes my brain hurt half the time. I get it. Social media is something that I, I don't think they ever even expected it to be when they started it. And um, it turns out they know that they control the way people think. They know the way that they can they control the different dopamine receptors and dopamine releases uh, in our brains. And, you know, somebody gives you a like or a thumbs up or argues with you. Like today, somebody sent me a thread with a bunch of comments. Now, Carrie, I've become very good at not reading comments. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good thing. Now, I want people to comment, and I want people to like, and I want people to, to make the, their, their thoughts known. I want people to share. Don't misunderstand me. But I really do think the comment section is for people to comment to each other. Because as I mentioned last time, uh, last week, I don't know if I said it to you on Friday or not, but um, somebody got into my YouTube and commented on the story that I did on Brian Kemp, the Georgia governor, who mm-hmm. did resign his position as Secretary of State before the election in 2018 when he beat Stacey Abrams, who still hasn't conceded to this day. Somebody responded, I live in Georgia, this is a lie. I'm like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Now, again, I normally would just ignore the comments, but on YouTube, it's a different system where they like give you notifications that somebody commented, and this one popped out of me. So you know how to go and say something, of right? Of course you did. Yep. So I grabbed not 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 a Fox News, not an OAN, not a Newsmax, not some Daily Caller story. I went and grabbed an NBC News story, which we know is not a conservative outlet. And of course, the story headline was Brian Kemp resigns before election, which he did. 
So I posted, I said, now apologize to the people here. And her response was, well, I live in Georgia. He didn't resign before the primary. He didn't resign before the this. He didn't re- What? As I said in the short video, he resigned before the 2018 general election where he beat Stacey Abrams. So again, reading comments is just a waste of time unless it's something short saying thanks or good or stupid or whatever. I mean, that you could scan through. But to see somebody write something so dumb, like I did one on um, how the House of Representatives can choose anybody as the Speaker of the House, does not even have to be a representative. Right. Somebody, again... Stupid YouTube comment pops up. This is patently false. How do you have the job you have without having any knowledge of anything? You clearly don't know anything about political science. And again, the Constitution just says you, they can select their speaker. It doesn't have to be in the House of Representatives. Now, having said that, it's never happened. They've never got every single cycle. Am I right about this, Carrie? Every single cycle, somebody says, hey, let's get Mark Levin. Let's get Ted Cruz to be the yeah. speaker of the House. Let's get Donald Trump. Every cycle, somebody says, let's get somebody outside the House because you constitutionally can, but they never have. No, they have not. So I've simply said that you can do that. And again, I guess because I don't have 18 degrees in political science, I can't possibly know how to read the Constitution. So again, I try to avoid the comments as much as I can. And I know that you avoid social media because there can be some negativity there. Mm -hmm. And I always have your back. You know that. And most of the the comments about you by the way, is that you're wonderful and silky smooth and what an incredible voice and blah, 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 so pretty, shut up. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a lot of that. And not only to see all that mess either, because, uh, you know, it's called the know, Joe Pack Show. Enough day. about the chocolate I voice. I know, I know. It's no, it doesn't ruin my day thing. at all. I appreciate all of that, and that's why we keep you on the show. So, the Twitter files is a different thing. It's a completely different realm. It's a look into the underbelly of exactly what Twitter has been doing for a very long time. And again, I think it's a very small percentage of Americans are even on Twitter. And of that percentage that's on Twitter, an even smaller percentage is who posts almost everything. But the story that we're we're particularly talking about here and that Elon Musk released actual emails from these insiders at Twitter about is the Hunter Biden laptop story. Now, I'm going to say some things that are facts, and if you make comments that I'm wrong, you can kiss my ass. And by the way, let me, let me just clear the palette of this. The Romans crucified Jesus. I don't care that you think the Jews did. They didn't. The Jews had no political power on earth at that point. The Romans ran the joint. They crucified him. Now, was it at the behest of some Jewish leaders? Sure. Did, did the Jewish leaders have the ability to tell the Romans what to do? No. If I get one more email, I'm telling I'm not... I'm. Carrie? Dude, I was I'm getting not, messages about that. You I'm need to tell Joe. Okay. I'm not bluffing on this. If I get one more email telling me the Jews killed Jesus, and by the way, Jesus didn't die. He was crucified, came back, and uh, as our Lord and Savior, he was resurrected. So why are we even arguing about this? I mean, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit planned on this. They did it on purpose for our sins. But to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, the Romans had the ability to crucify. The Jews did not. I don't care if the Jews loved him or hated him. A lot of Jews loved him. A lot of Jews hated him. And yes, they always, yeah, crucify him, crucify him. The Romans didn't have to. The Romans did it. If one more person who claims to be Christian writes me a nasty email calling me names because you think you know something you don't know, I'm telling you, I'll shut the email down and we get no more email. Carrie, it would suck not to get email, wouldn't it? Well, it would. Actually, it would, yeah. But I say do it. But, if, but let me say it again. Continue. The Romans crucified Jesus. 
And if you can show me where I'm wrong, that a Jew put him on the cross, I'll listen. Thank you. Have I said enough about that, do you, you think? You have, yeah. Sam, are we done with that topic, do you think? We're done, and we're not taking any phone calls on it. <laughs> exactly right. Not even one. All right. Back to Twitter. So the Hunter Biden laptop story goes like this. Hunter Biden, according to the shop owner, who we're working on getting on the show, goes to a shop in Delaware, drops off his laptop, if not more than one, but we know at least one, because it's broken. We don't know why it's broken. It just is. He signs the paper that the the shop owner received his laptop. It's Hunter Biden who signed for it. They fix the laptop. Nobody ever comes back. They try to get a hold of him. Nobody ever comes back. They never, they never claim it. And after a certain amount of time, like most shops, if you don't come back and claim your stuff, the shop keeps it. That's in their bylaws. It's in their rules. If you don't pick it up within 90 days, 180 days, whatever it happens to be, they keep it. Once they keep it, he starts looking through the hard drive. Start looking through the, the la- holy crap. There's stuff on here that could be national security stuff. He gets the laptop to the FBI. The FBI has the laptop in December, not of 2020, of 2019. Almost a full year before the general election in 2020 where Joe Biden, Hunter's father, is running against Donald Trump. They sat on the laptop. They had a person in charge of the laptop. They did nothing with the laptop. And then finally, because copies had been made, and there are several copies of the actual hard drive, it wasn't just what the FBI had, they got wind that it was going to be written about and leaked. So the FBI then gets a hold of, according to Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. And says, listen, there's going to be some Russia, a big Russia information dump. It's disinformation. It's not real. The FBI knowingly already has the laptop. They know it's real. The New York Post and Miranda Devine get a hold of what's on the laptop. She's now written a book called The Laptop from Hell. And she writes a story in the New York Post, which is what her job is. The story is factually correct. The story almost immediately is taken down then the New York Post is suspended from Twitter. They can't post, they can't do anything. Kayleigh McEnany, who was the press secretary for the White House under Donald Trump at that moment, just posted a link to the story. She was suspended from Twitter. Then, if you wanted to direct message, that's just, if you don't use Twitter, it's just a message. If I want to send Carrie a direct message on Twitter, I can. It's just to her. She can just write just to me. I could not send her that link of that story, even on direct message. In Twitter, all of this information has now come out. The Elon Musk, who spent $44 billion to have the ability to do it, he shows actual emails from the safety and security people in Twitter, from the other higher-ups in Twitter, claiming it was hacked material, therefore they could suppress it, when they knew it wasn't hacked material. And then... You had the Biden campaign literally writing to gov at twitter.com and saying, these five posts we have a problem with. The answer from Twitter, they've been handled, or just the word handled, which means they were suspended, they were kicked off, they were were, um, uh, censored, suppressed, whatever name you want to call it. They killed this story at the behest of, of the Biden administration and of high-level people in our Department of Justice.
50 or 51, either current or former intelligence people, then put out a letter saying it has all the earmarks of being Russian disinformation, which is what everybody in the big media ran with. Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. They all lied. Now, Jack Dorsey, who was the CEO of Twitter, one of the founders at the time, he claims he didn't know. The people who were doing it, there were a couple of people saying, hey, man, what are we doing? We can't really just do this, can we? And then you actually had a Democrat member of Congress who decided he would say, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys can't do this. To his credit, his name is, I, don't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Carrie, something like Rohana, something like that. Okay, let me have a look. Maybe you can look that up. It was the Democrat who got a hold of Twitter saying, hey, what are you doing? This is free speech. Twitter responding with free speech is not our priority. We now have documentation of every single thing I've said for the past two years. Every single thing Donald Trump has said for the past two years. We have verification that they were doing this in real time as they were contacted by the campaign for Joe Biden. As they were contacted by high-level Democrats. After Biden takes office, as the office would contact them, hey, we don't like this one. Can you look into that one? Hey, will you take, will you examine this one closer? And every time somebody at Twitter would just handle it. And handling it was suppressing it. Do we have the congressman's name? Uh, I'm still looking. Okay, it should oh, pop up because okay. it was the one Democrat who um, contacted Twitter about free speech. So at the end of the day, is there vindication? I mean, kind of, but Trump lost. There are some studies that say 16% of those who voted for Biden might not have, had they known about Hunter Biden's laptop, that implicates the current occupant of the White House. This is a major, humongous, ginormous story. Off the charts, huge. Is anybody in the big media that, that suppressed this story apologizing? Are they all saying, man, we got it wrong? Man, we want to win, win your trust back. We should not have done that. The people who formerly worked at Twitter, we knew that Parag Agrawal, who was the CEO after Jack Dorsey, we knew that he said that free speech is not a priority on Twitter. Twitter was being used as an arm of a political campaign against another political campaign and quite literally interfered with the 2020 election purposely. They did it on purpose. Now, I don't know if there's hell to pay or not. I asked Ron Johnson about that later, and we'll get into that. But again, it doesn't matter if you're on Twitter. Let me make this as clear as I can. It doesn't matter. It matters not if you're on any social media. What matters is a lot of people use that as their news source. Even more importantly, if you watch any television news or listen to any radio news, a lot of that is formed and shaped out of what's trending on Twitter. So even if you don't go anywhere near the platform, that platform has a, an enormous impact on the news that you do ingest and consume. So what you were learning in the news quite possibly was being, uh, was being trending on the trending line uh, over on Twitter. And what you weren't hearing was, be, was being suppressed by Twitter. And that's a major problem. And this is a breach of the trust. And if, in fact, the government, and it's true because we know there are emails between Fauci and Jean-Pierre and, and, these, and these platforms, if the government's colluding with big tech, now there is a First Amendment constitutional issue. Whether you like it or not, it's true. And I'm really glad that Elon Musk is, is releasing this. That was just the first dump. I haven't even seen the second dump yet. Carrie, you happen to find a guy's name? Yeah, Representative Ro Khanna. Ro Khanna, right? I said Ro Khanna. It's Ro Khanna. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And here's a guy 
who outside of his party said, hey, listen, man, we still got to stick with the First Amendment. What are you doing? And Twitter blew him off because they had to do the bidding of whoever it was that was going to take out Trump, who they already suppressed and censored. It, it, it blows my mind. So again, whether you're on Twitter or not, whether you're in social media or not, this has impacted what you do and don't get for information. And I've got an issue with that. I hope you do too. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. It is the Joe Pag Show for your Monday. We've got a lot going on, as I said. Corinne Jean-Pierre did, uh, did answer a question about the Twitter dump, and I'll have that for you in just a little while. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, again, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you voted for, for, um, for Biden, simple question. Had you known there was a laptop proving emails and texts between Hunter Biden and his father, Joe Biden, uh, working together in what appears to be some sort of a crime syndicate with Russia getting millions, China getting millions, Kazakhstan getting millions, Ukraine getting millions. Would that maybe have made you think twice before voting for Joe Biden? And there's a reason why you weren't allowed to see it, because big media and social media suppressed it. Then they lied about it. It said that it was somehow Russian disinformation. Your thoughts, 888-941-7247, The last word. I just say PAGS, Kara. It's much easier to just say PAGS. No kidding. I know. You're you know getting a little I mean? confused. Jeez, yeah, right? the, well, we did the Elf Louise thing. We had a different number. So that must be up, too. Okay. All right. Uh, 888-941-7247. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Great. Incredible steak. When that cooler shows up, I know for the next week and a half or so, I'm going to be eating good. And we've been eating the Omaha steaks now, and we just had some more some chicken for lunch with uh, with great seasoning. You got to get some of the stuff in your house. And in fact, right now for the holidays, it's a great time to send perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. Steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make a holiday hero out of you. Go to omahasteaks.com, use code PAGS, P-A-G-S, to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress like legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. You got to go right now. They're ready to ship. But there's going to be a shipping rush. Make sure you get on this now. OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code PAGS. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Get on this now. OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code PAGS at checkout. Get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Make sure you jump on that and make that happen right now. A lot of phone calls coming in. I don't want to give you short shrift, so I'll take you after the break. Again, the impact of Twitter, maybe you don't understand, but the impact of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, not as much now, but it used to be, is enormous. TikTok is even higher. And that should probably be banned in this country. So even if you're not on these platforms, they do affect your consumption of news. Your thoughts about what we now know to be fact. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags.